five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Hey, everybody, come along to the ride. Hey, are you really going to stay inside? Yeah, put your hands in the air. Yeah, we're going somewhere.
אנשים שלא מרגישים את הלהבה אשר בוערת מבפנים היא בתוך הנשמה מהירה וחמה יש אנשים המחפשים Oh, you're not a boy, 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 you're not a bo
Thank <laughs> you. 
Didn't we just do this song? I believe so. (laughs) 
JM in the AM. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast. I think Yoni Z's Oda made it into our playlist already. You heard some Halina with Ribono. Friends, the single by Mordechai Shapiro. Rogers Park with Nikon Hisvados. Yoni Z with Oda. There it is. Aish with Yaakov Shweki. You heard Miami and Yivarechacha. Hands in the air. That was Shlemy Gertner. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Let me just make sure I'm right on this. <laughs> I'm not making it up. That he was in there. No, I'm wrong. I am wrong. According to our own records, I am wrong. Somehow I got confused. And sure enough, the Odeh selection by by um, by Yoni Z was not in our playlist so far. All right. Let's hear the uh, the rest of Odeh from Yoni Z, and then we'll open up officially here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
There you go, JM and the AM. All right, uh, you already heard the uh, you already heard the lineup. <laughs> I'll tell you, that was funny. You already heard the um, you already heard the uh, order of music that we played. The only mistake was we thought Yoni Z was earlier, but there it is, Yoni Z with the Ode here at JM and the AM. It's Wednesday on this August the 29th, final Wednesday of August 2018, the 18th day in the month of Elul. Chai Elul. The year 5778. Why does that sound familiar to me? The famous yard site today, if I'm not mistaken. Chai Elul, if I'm not mistaken. We'll have our chauffeur blowing later on. Slichus uh, being said by our Sephardic friends. We'll begin to say Slichus is coming Sunday morning. 80 degrees, 82% humidity. Winds are southwest at 4 miles an hour. Mostly sunny with a high temperature of 97. Wow. Then tonight, clear skies, low 79. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high 91, 91.1. <laughs> right now, Yerushalayim is at 88. We're at 80 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Thanks for tuning in 25 minutes before 7 o'clock on this, um, what is today, Wednesday morning broadcast. Final week before Labor Day. A lot of people already in school, believe it or not, but plenty more who are on vacation with family and friends, no matter where you are. Um, make sure to take us along, as so many people continue to do. Take us along by uh, letting us be part of the uh, of the uh, road experience, <coughs> playing NSN, JM and the AM, the Nachum Siegel Network, whenever you can. Rabbi Mark Wild scheduled for later this morning. He'll join us coming up at eight o'clock. Uh, he wrote a book recently. We'll speak about that. Also, uh, uh, Uri Schwartz from Sharitetic Medical Center. Last time we saw him, <coughs> excuse me, last time we saw Mayor Kay had taken over Sharitetic Medical Center back in February with the Kosher Halftime Show. Uh, we'll speak with him coming up from Jerusalem here at JM in the AM. More coming up here. Keep it right here with Ari Goldwag at JM in the AM.
Let's go. 
J.M. in the A.M. Nikudatova, done by uh, Levy Cohen here at J.M. in the A.M. Yehuda Green before that was Shema Koleiner. You heard Chalshelis, Baruch Haba, Nase, that was Simcha Liner live from Odessa. Ari Goldwag's Via Hafta uh, opened up that set. Wednesday morning broadcast, it's J.M. in the A.M. at two minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning all, 80 degrees, mostly sunny, and a high, believe it or not, of 97. Yes, that's a real number. Fahrenheit, the people around the world who are used to centigrade must be going nuts that we're at 97. Wondering how we're even surviving. Want to wish a mazel tov to uh, Mayor Kaplan and the Sheila Weinberger, a recently engaged couple. Mayor is the son of our wonderful friends Leah and Joel Kaplan. Yes, Cantor Kaplan. And we say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. As I told Joel in a text this morning, the Simcha should keep increasing in 5779. After all, the brand new year is starting uh, about 12 days from now. So Mazal Tov to the, um, to the Kaplan and Weinberger families from all of us here at JM in the AM. Um, did I do the idea already? I don't even remember. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NahumSegal.com, on the NahumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. <laughs> Wednesday morning with Galei Tzal in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Today, by the way, starts the uh, movie Operation Finale. It, it's released in uh, in the U.S. today about the capture of Adolf Eichmann. I have no idea what the reviews say yet in terms of it being a high-quality movie or not. But it does open today. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Toe from JMN. Shalom Rav, נוחי דנקנר בתגובה ראשונה על החלטת בית המשפט להחמיר את עונשו לשל שלוש שנות מאסר. אני מופתע ומאוכזב מההחלטה, אמר דנקנר, כתבנו ניתאי הנבי עם הפרטים. בהצהרה שפרסם בעקבות החלטת בית המשפט העליון בפרשת הרצת מניות IDB, כתב דנקנר, בשעה קשה זו אני שואב כוח ממשפחתי, מחבריי ומאהבתי למדינה. אני מאחל לעם ישראל שנה טובה, כתיבה וחתימה טובה. עורכי דינו של איתי שטרום שמאסרו הוחמר אף הוא משנה לשנתיים אסרו, היה לכל הפחות מקום להקל בעונש ולא להחמירו. השניים החלו לרצות את עונשם בשניים באוקטובר. ועורכת הדין חנה קורין הטובעת בערעור מטעם הפרקליטות הגיבה להכרעת הדין בשיחה עם גלית אלשטיין. חיזוק מאוד מאוד משמעותי לשוק ההון. דנקנר גם הזמין ורצה שגם המוסדיים שכספי הפנסיה שלנו מושקעים בהם, הוא כיוון גם אליהם, הוא גם אותם הזמין לרכוש במניה. וכל מי שהשקיע הפסיד עשרות, עשרות אלפי שקלים. השר יואב גלנט תוקף את חברי הכנסת הערבים שפנו לאו"ם בדרישה לגנות את ישראל. לדבריו, מי שנוהג כך יכול לעזוב את הארץ. כתבנו רמי שני שמע אותו ברהט. אני קורא מכאן לחברי הכנסת הערבים להפסיק ולעצור את ההסתה כנגד מדינת ישראל. אי אפשר להיות קיצוניים כנגד המדינה וגם ליהנות ממה שהמדינה יודעת לתת. את זה אנחנו לא נקבל. אתה רוצה להיות שותף? ביחד. אתה רוצה לעזוב? לך למקום אחר. 
המנהיג העליון של איראן קורא לממשלתו לנקוט בכל פעולה אפשרית על מנת לפגוע בהשפעת העיצומים שמטיל המערב. כתבנו נתן אלדרשן. בפגישה מתוחה שערך עם שרי הממשלה האיראנית, דרש המנהיג העליון של הרפובליקה עלי חמינאי לעבוד יומם ולילה כלשונו על מנת לשפר את מצבה הכלכלי של איראן. בעקבות העיצומים שהטיל הנשיא טראמפ על הממשל בטהרן ופרישתו מהסכם הגרעין, נקלעה איראן למשבר כלכלי קשה שהוביל לפיחות משמעותי בערך המטבע המקומי ועלייה באחוזי האבטלה. בשל כך הדיח הפרלמנט בשבועות האחרונים את נגיד הבנק המרכזי ואת שרי האוצר והעבודה. ערוץ החדשות הבינלאומי i24 News המשדר מישראל לרחבי העולם יחל לשדר גם בארץ, כתבתנו עמית חדד. חמש שנים לאחר הקמתו יחל הערוץ לשדר בישראל. בשלב הראשון יפעל בארבעה אפיקים חדשים, 34 ו-200 באנגלית, 144 בצרפתית ובהמשך בערוץ 174 בערבית. מנכ"ל i24 News פרנק מלול פנה הבוקר לשר התקשורת איוב קרא על מנת שיסייע בידם להפעיל ערוץ נוסף שישדר בעברית. אילן מרסיאנו, יועצו של שר הרווחה, מודה בריאיון ליעל דן ב"עושים צהריים" כי המשרד נקט ביד קלה מדי בהוצאת ילדים מביתם בשנים האחרונות. עם זאת, לדבריו, המציאות השתנתה. כשאנחנו נכנסנו לתפקיד לפני שלוש שנים, היום המצב היה קשה ביותר. בודדות מכרו אימהות על מר גורלם. הצגנו אז בזמנו בפני השר את המצב לאשורו, ואנחנו הבנו שיש בעיה. המערכת לעיתים לא בזדון, מבודדת למעשה בין חלקי התא המשפחתי. המדיניות היא ברורה. טובת הילד היא באמת מעל הכל, אבל לא על הדרך חלילה להרוס את כל התא. ומיד אחרי החדשות, השעה השנייה של התוכנית המיוחדת לציון 20 שנה לעושים צהריים. מזג האוויר לסיום, עלייה קלה נוספת בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך אילן אהרונוב. בחסות ביימי, המביאה לכם מגוון מתנות שאי אפשר לארוז, גם בראש השנה. לפרטים, ביימי.co
Hashem, yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Shlomo Katz. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> That's a good selection, to say the least. Um, 
Uh, that's the uh, Yismach Melach album. Mehera is the name of the selection. Derech Achim with Mayim Rabim, their title track. Mazel Tov, done by Ellie Marcus. You heard Mordechai and David in there with Va'ani. Mordechai Shapiro's Lee. And, of course, uh, Modani. I was about to say Regesh, but that was Aryeh Kunstler's Modani from the album entitled From the Depths. Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM. Good morning, all. Mazel Tov going out to the Kaplan and Weinberger families. Got a great note from uh, Joel this morning, Cantor Joel. Mazel Tov to Alea and Joel Kaplan and the extended Kaplan and Weinberger families. Uh, Mayor Kaplan and Sheila Weinberger uh, became a very, very recently engaged couple last night. So we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning with our David Goldwasser, his words, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Maseches Savos, Amr Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, B'chol yom v'yom, every day, Basko yotzeis mehar chorev. There is a heavenly voice that proclaims from har chorev. Umachreses, v'omeres, oy lahem labrios, me'albono shotoro. Woe is to the creations from the insult of Torah. If this voice emanates from Harchorev each and every day, why don't we hear it? And what is the benefit of it being proclaimed? Sancherev, the king of Ashur, entered Yehuda and set up camp outside the fenced cities. He wanted to breach them. Chizkiyo, who was earnest in his service of Hashem, worked for Klal Yisroel. He was going to suffer because of the impending invasion. He swore to Hashem that he would bring Sancherev to Yushalayim, where he would have his downfall. However, Hashem said, I will bring Sancherev to Yushalayim. What did Chizkiyo do? He had great zechuyos, great merits, because he provided the oil for the lamps in the Besach Neses. He provided the light in order to study Torah. He planted a sword, and when he planted a sword, he said, whoever is not going to be Osek in Torah should be pierced with a sword. The yoke of Sancheruv will be destroyed because of the oil of Chizkiyo, which burned in the shuls in the base Madrash. And therefore, he was able to proclaim because he was the one that was totally involved in the dissemination of Torah. Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Auerbach asked the question, where do we see the law that if one does not study Torah, he will be chayiv misa, he's obligated with a death penalty. He explains that Chizkiyo HaMelech and his Beisdin, his court, paskened the law that since it was an Eis Tzara, a time of great need, Whoever closed his Gemara had the din of a rodev. A rodev is a pursuer. And a rodev is chayev miso. A rodev is the one that is obligated with the death penalty. Whenever Klal Yisrael is facing a time of great challenge, the single greatest chus, the single greatest merit that we can possibly accrue for the Klal is through learning Torah. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik.
Have a nice day. Als Tate Mame in die junge Joden seinen Hossen und Kalle geworden, seinen sie rein zum Reben, sein Broch ist zu nehmen. Und Otte die Broche hat der Rebe sie gegeben. Mach lichtig und warm, warum sich, warum sich lichtig und warm. Wird der Rebe der bei euch machen lichtig, lichtig und warm bei euch. Mach lichtig und warm, warum sich, warum sich lichtig und warm.
JM in the AM. Well, that is a perfect uh, Slichas Week song, <laughs> to say the least. Yehuda Green with Anenu off the brand new album entitled Neshamala. He has a couple of amazing ones. Uh, Shmakolenu is on there as well. And I would bet both those songs will be uh, prominently on display at the Westside Institutional Synagogue this coming Shabbos night. On Saturday night, the uh, Westside Institutional Synagogue turns into the Kalbach Shul Slichas service. And Yehuda Green is simply remarkable, and his songs are always um, incorporated so well into the Slicha service, and these new ones will be remarkable. Kishoshana done by Shim Kramer. You heard Benny Friedman, his brand new single here at JMM. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast with 80 degrees, mostly sunny weather, and a high temperature of 97. Pretty amazing. Uh, I want to thank those who've been uh, checking in from around the world. On the NSN app. Some some days we get an opportunity to check out the app regularly, and other days it takes a while, so I apologize. Listener Terry, who I saw last night at the uh, beautiful Samanowitz wedding. It was just a absolutely incredible wedding. Uh, she wants to hear an Ohad wedding selection in honor of the amazing wedding of uh, Simi and uh, Hana last night. Um, all right, so we'll try to do that. We'll get an Ohad selection on. I mentioned earlier that Chai Elul was a, to me, rang a bell. And sure enough, listener Moshe says, Nachum Chai Elul's the birthday of the Baal Shem Tov and the Alter Rebbe. A Yom Tov with no Tachanun for some. Um, so that's the, um, oh, and it's the beginning of the last 12 days of the year, a one day per month evaluation of the past year, reflection on the past year. That's pretty cool. So thank you for that. Uh, in fact, listener Mendel then asks if we can play some Hasidic Nigunim for Chayel. Wednesday morning at JM in the AM, Rabbi Mark Wilds is with us live via telephone. No secret that he's one of my favorite guests. He's the author of a book. The book is entitled Beyond the Instant, Jewish Wisdom for Lasting Happiness in a Fast-Paced Social Media World. All right, Mark Wilds is the founder and director of the Manhattan Jewish Experience, a social, educational, and spiritual events organization for young adults that draws more than 20,000 attendees each year to Shabbat dinners, classes, and special events and trips. He actively blogs for the Times of Israel and other um, media outlets. He has had n- numerous appearances in the media, including right here on JM in the AM. Rabbi Mark Wilds, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum. It's such an honor to be here. I appreciate I, it. I appreciate that. Isn't this an amazing time of year? Isn't this amazing where we spend, hopefully, uh, the time leading up to uh, Rosh Hashanah and the time at the beginning of the brand new year, reflecting on the past, thinking of improving and changing for the future? You, you have to admit, this is a, a unique time of year when one looks at the calendar. It's, it's such a great opportunity. Um, this time of year... Not only, you know, as you say, a time to for all of us to look inside and see how we can do better, but it's also time in the Jewish community where, you know, a lot of our brothers and sisters um, are doing the same thing that they're perhaps not doing very much during uh, the course of the year. A lot of the empty pews get filled high holidays in a lot of synagogues, and uh, the work we do in reaching out, it's, uh, this is always a very, very opportune time. So, yeah, I love this time of year. By the way, you're making a very important point for this audience, in my opinion. Uh, reflection and evaluation of where one is spiritually and religiously does not just apply to those who are 
ritually observant Jews. You know what I mean? Everybody in our tradition, whether we think so or not, are looking at themselves and you know, t- t- stopping and, and, and examining carefully their lives during this time of year. Yeah, uh, 100%. You know, the one, one person, um, you know, the way the Rambam, the great Maimonides, uses the term Baal Tshuva, he talks about somebody who is returning, you know, on whatever level uh, they're returning. And it could be somebody who goes to synagogue once or twice a year, and it could be someone who goes three times a day, but has got some deficiency, some imperfection, some difficulty, inner demon or challenge that he or she is grappling with, and they somehow break through and move forward, that individual is called the Baal Tshuva. In our, in our world, we tend to only refer to Baal Tshuva as individuals who didn't grow up religious, now they become... This is a time for every Jew to become a Baal Tshuva, for everyone to introspect and do a little better. Uh, and that's why I love this time of year. It's really, it's it's across the board, 100%. Yeah, Rabbi Mark Wilds is with us. Before we talk about the book, just update me. What do you think Rosh Hashanah is going to look like for the Manhattan Jewish experience? Do we have plenty of uh, outlets and locations and a lot of reservations at this point? Yeah, we've got, um, we're always nervous when, uh, you know, Rosh Hashanah comes out so early, so close to Labor Day. Oh, good point, good point. In, right. Yeah, people are in the summer mode until Labor Day, but uh, we've got, we're filling up already, uh, all three of our locations, and uh, I'm proud to say besides, uh, I run the west side, and we have Rabbi uh, Joshua Klein on the east side, and uh, Rabbi Ezra Cohn downtown, and the incredible Chazin downtown, your own <laughs> beloved son, Yaman, who's such an amazing, not only great voice, he really epitomizes what it means to be a shliach tibor, a model, a representative for the community, and uh, he also not only uh, chazins and leads the davening with his beautiful voice, but he runs breakout sessions as well. That's our downtown uh, MGE, where we got a very, very large group as well, so... Um, we're super excited. Yeah, we're gearing up. We're getting closer. And I thank you for your heartwarming comments. You know, a lot of a lot of rabbis reserve any compliments for the cantor till after Yom Kippur, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, cousins like like as many of the compliments as possible. That's so, true, yeah. even in advance. So, did you did you think going into this project that Jackie Robinson would be mentioned in your book? <laughs> I love Jackie Robinson, and I mention him in the book because he is someone. Uh, that's the chapter. It's called From Object to Subject. It's right. such a powerful lesson of where we're all put into situations where we feel like we're victims. And Jackie Robinson, if you see the movie 42, or you read any of the biographies about him, he was an extraordinary personality because he transformed himself from object to subject. He did not play the victim, even though he clearly was. And he allowed himself, he allowed his athletic talents to shine by just ignoring the derogatory jeers from the stands, from the fans and his fellow players who were just screaming and yelling at him because he was black. And, and it, it, it's, it's an unbelievable, I just think he's just a great example of someone who took a situation where he could have been the helpless victim, and yet he emerged victorious because he took control of the situation. That's one of the things I write about in the book. And growing up Jewish in 2018, how does that uh, apply? Growing Jewish? I don't know what you're referring to. No, meaning what do we, what do we, or the young people that you're addressing in the book, what do we take away from the Jackie Robinson experience? So, I mean, everybody's got a situation. They feel somewhat of a victim. They feel acted upon. 
They feel at work. They've got no wiggle room here. My boss is just, you know, coming down on me. I'm in a relationship where I can't, you know, control the way things are going. A situation with my family, a situation professionally, relationships, all of these things make us feel as though I can't do anything. And Rav Salvechik, Zechatzak Lebracha, taught that it is, I actually had this as my signature on my email for many years, that it is our job to transform ourselves and our lives from a life of fate into what he called a life of destiny. And a life of fate is where things are just happening to you, and a life of destiny is where you take control, you take the reins, and you now are able to somehow control. My favorite example in the Torah is Yosef, because Yosef is thrown in a pit, and you see later on he's in another pit in Mitzrayim. And what ends up happening in that pit, the first pit situation, He's just, in, he's just acted upon. His brothers are jealous and they're upset and they throw him in the pit and he gets sold into slavery. If you look at the second pit when he's in Egypt and he's in the Beit HaSurim, he's in jail, that pit situation, Yosef turns to his neighbor and he says, Why is your face so fallen today? What's the matter? And by doing that, by reaching out to someone next to him, he transforms that object situation to which he's been subject he turns himself into a subject, and that ultimately gets him out of jail, and he becomes the great Joseph Viceroy of Egypt. There's so many examples in the Torah where the same situation is repeated. You have that with the pit. You have that in another scenario, as I talk about this in that chapter. And the Torah is making a very dramatic point, and that is in one situation you might feel like an object, in another situation you're supposed to transform yourself into a subject. And just say one last thing. My favorite story that's in that chapter is with Sharansky. Right. If you've ever read his book, Fear No Evil, it's yep. one of the most extraordinary books. Yep. Sharansky is in the Gulag. It's Hanukkah, and he wants to celebrate the holiday, and he fashions a menorah. And they take away his menorah, and he's got two choices. He can just take it, go into a cell and cry, but he starts a hunger strike. And he realizes he's going to create political problems for the warden, which he does, and he forces the warden to give him back his menorah and lights the last night of Hanukkah candles with the warden, who puts on a hat and answers Amen to his bracha. It's an unbelievable story, and it's a great example of someone who was so subject to other people's control. You can't think of a more of a situation where someone is subject to someone else's uh, control than being in the gulag, in the Soviet gulag, and somehow he creates independence, and he asserts his own uh, sense of self, and he goes from object to subject. Amazing. Great. Absolutely amazing. Right, Mark Wilds is with us. He directs uh, the Manhattan Jewish Experience. He's author of the book Beyond the Instant. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. You call the book Beyond the Instant, Jewish Wisdom for Lasting Happiness in the Fast-Paced Social Media World. I guess the premise is that um, as much as, I don't know, in the last 50, 100 years, one could say that the, the, um, the um, likelihood or the, uh, the, the, um, the, com- the, the common thing has always been, um, has always been uh, instant gratification, let's put it that way. And it's gotten more and more like that as we continue to advance in this fast-paced world. I'm assuming that you are saying, with the title of the book, 
that if one slows down and incorporates some of real Jewish wisdom into their lives, then all of this instant stuff that we think is so great, we will see in reality um, it, you know, life can be lived even fuller and even better. Would that be a good way of putting it? Yeah, I think that's an excellent way of putting it. I think the term instant gratification is exactly that. People who might be running after it realize that the gratification that they are getting is fleeting. It is not contentment. It's not happiness for the long run. It is just happening so quickly, and it's frustrating. People are not finding happiness and joy. I just saw a new study that came out of 20,000 uh, young adults that were polled in 20 different countries. And the more, excuse me, the less developed countries ranked higher on a happiness chart. Right. Indonesia, India, Nigeria were on top, France, England, Australia on the bottom of the United States, somewhere in the middle. Right. And we've just always assumed that the more money you have and the more economically sound of a society you live in, the happier you'll be. It's not necessarily the case. Money is not a factor in producing happiness beyond the instant. Money can produce um, pleasure, but it's fleeting. And uh, assuming that you actually have a roof above your head and clothing, food, clothing, and shelter, all the studies demonstrate that money is not a serious factor, a determinant of happiness. Happiness can only come about long-term happiness by living a value-driven life with meaning and purpose. And that's the whole point of Torah. That's the whole point of Judaism. And that's what I do in the book. I show 10 different values of Judaism that can help young people have more lasting fulfillment and contentment, um, and not as much of the joy or pleasure, which we all know is fleeting. And you uh, and the, the no, there's probably no greater example of instant gratification in this world and the way that our uh, next generation is living in 2018 than the area of relationships, intimacy, etc. Uh, some authors might avoid that topic. You deal with it directly. Chapter two and chapter three, you discuss uh, exactly what is going on, what the situation and circumstances are now today, and how instant all these things are being attained. And you argue, rightfully so, of course, with Torah behind you and with those of us who are in the know about long-term relationships behind you, uh, that in fact those things are so fleeting and really so meaningless compared to the, uh, to the holiness of the real Jewish relationship that we're ultimately looking for. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that the sensitive amongst the young men and women today, millennials, are picking this up. A lot of them are products also of uh, failed relationships or divorces, so there's a lot of reticence as well. Good point. But, Good point. but the, the, the other issue that's happening is that we're not developing, because everything is so fast, we're not developing the loyalty, the dedication, the kind of values that are necessary to sustain relationships for the long run. And we need to just take a back, we need to take a look at it, and, um, and I use a lot of the teachings of Salvatric from Lonely Man of Faith because I really think that that book helps. And I also uh, use a lot of teachings from Rabbi Lamb, You Should Live and Be Well, Rabbi Dr. Norman Lamb. Uh, he wrote an amazing book in the 1950s called Hedge of Roses, and that is the, a lot of the source of the material from Chapter 3 on sexuality. And you talk about holiness. Nahum. Holiness is such a powerful image that the biblical term, the Torah term for a prostitute is Kadesha from the Hebrew term kadosh, because a person who is um, operating in that realm 
is playing with something that has potential for holiness in it, but obviously is using it inappropriately. But as far as Judaism is concerned, relationship building, sexuality, this is the holy of holies. This is where men and women can develop something deep and long-lasting if it's approached in the right way. But if it's another swipe on another app and it's, it's just overnight and it's quick, and, 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 and the, the, the gratification is going to be instant, it's going to be fleeting, and after a while, people grow weary of it and people become unhappy, and that's what's happening in our country, that's what's happening here in the United States, and it's happening throughout the Western world. And I really think a return to classic Jewish values um, can really help relationship building and restoring sexuality to the holy place that it was supposed to be. And again, this might be the most direct and most obvious example, but you could apply that same uh, type of strategy that you've described to almost every area of life. It, it applies to every area of life. It applies to one's professions. Um, you know, millennials are flipping from one job to the next too quickly. It's not good for career building. It's not good for companies, and, 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 and employers are complaining about it. And, and, by the way, I will say this also about millennials, because I've done a lot of work with millennials over the years. Millennials are less interested in money and more interested, the studies show, in finding meaning and purpose in what they do. And that's the irony of ironies here, because they're not as driven by money as the previous generation was. They actually want to find something that's more purposeful and meaningful. But because of the instant gratification, because everything is so quick and everything is so fast, a lot of these same young people are not learning the skills to stay long enough in a particular job, in a particular profession and career, to be able to get that sepul knefesh, to get that satisfaction of the soul that you can only get when you put in real time and years, whether it's in a company or it's in a particular profession. And that's what young people are struggling with, and that's what the book is geared to help people see through by using Torah values. So a lot of the a lot of the uh, the young people out there, their souls really do want to make that move, especially this time of year. But the attraction on the other side is so great it sometimes just holds them back. It just I mean, like any of us know, being human beings, you know, we know what a Yitzhar is all about, and you know, and and often the other way is so much easier, or one might think so much better and happier. But it's interesting that you say and you agree with me that their souls are begging them to, 100%, to make this, 100%. To make this looking, transition, to find the rabbi and the chazan that you spoke about, to, to just to, to, to explore a little bit. Yeah. Wow. People today, young people today, will look anywhere for wisdom that is going to help them be happier for the long term. We all do. We all do. It's just that we have to get in front of our Jewish brothers and sisters with the wisdom of the Torah, because if we don't present that to the, the large numbers of young men and women that are not engaged Jewishly, they're going to find something someplace else, which may or may not help them. But it's not going to matter, because they will look for it anywhere. There isn't, unfortunately, the same kind of allegiance and loyalty today to Jewish tradition amongst the less affiliated or the non-observant that there used to be 30, 40 years ago. I, I mean, I feel it. I've been, we just celebrated 20 years of MGE. This month was our 20th anniversary. And I, I feel it in the last 20 years has been a, a shift where the young people who come, just they're less connected. They're amazing. They're just as talented and wonderful. And as you said, 
they're interested, they're open, but they're less connected, and therefore they're not going to necessarily look for those values in Judaism. And therefore it's our job in the Jewish community, it's our responsibility to do as best as we can to be there when they're looking for that wisdom and to say, why don't you check this out? You're Jewish. This is part of who you are. Why don't you look at this treasure that's right and it's been sitting here the whole time? It actually has something to say about the issues you're grappling with. Uh, Rabbi Wiles, do you have particular admiration for those Orthodox Jews that won't turn on their phones until Sunday morning? (laughs) (laughs) Sunday morning. There are people out there who are disciplined enough and they say to themselves, I, I met someone like this last week, that's why I mentioned it, that you know, because of this instant that you write about, and because it affects us, ritually observant Jews like like it would affect anybody else, they try very hard to not touch their phone till sunrise on Sunday morning. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's incredible. Just to keep I, that uh, that whole spiritual it's, feeling around, you know. It's it's amazing. I don't know if you um, if I ever shared this story with you. It was actually another radio show talk host. I heard this from Marion Williamson. I don't know if you know her. Mm. And um, she, she told the story that she was sitting with her eight-year-old daughter. I have this in the book. And uh, they were in Michigan at the, town, at the time in Detroit. And her eight-year-old daughter was working on her video game she was playing. And in the background, there was a movie showing, and there was music playing, because that's what kids do today. You can't just do one thing. Right. So she's playing a video game, watching a movie, listening to music. And the mother's working on her She's doing her emails on her computer, and the mother and daughter are working side by side until, bam, everything goes off. The lights go down. There is a blackout in uh, downtown in Detroit, and the mother gets the, the daughter gets a little nervous, and there's no light, so what do they do? They light a candle. Right. The mother lights a candle, and there's nothing else that they can do, so they just start talking to each other for five minutes, ten minutes, <laughs> 20 minutes go by. And then, bam, everything goes back on. And the little girl goes back to her video games. The mother goes back to her, uh, her emailing. The movie gets back on, the music. And then like five minutes later, this little girl turns to her mother and says, Mommy, do you think we'll ever get that chance again? <laughs> and the mother asks, Chance? What do you mean? For what? And the little girl, an eight-year-old, says to her mother, You know, to talk like that, that was really fun. We never do that. And I was thinking about it. That's Shabbos. We turn everything off, we, put on, we light a candle, and we focus on each other, and we're able to have quality time with our creator, with our fellow human being, in a way that's just not possible. It was never possible, but it's more impossible today with all the devices and the technology and the distraction. Just so much noise. Yeah. So I'm actually having an easier time selling Shabbat than I ever did before, if you will, because people see the value in it. People know that if they don't turn their devices off, they're just their brains are going to be fried. And, and it's, um, so, I mean, it, this is just one thing that is just so, it's so simple but powerful about Judaism that could be so transformative in the lives of young people today. Hmm, I love the fact that you say it's easier to sell Shabbat for that reason. I never thought of that. That's very cool. Rabbi Mark Wilds, the book is called Beyond the Instant. How do people obtain the book? So there's two ways. You can either come. MJE, uh, a week from tonight, I'm doing a book launch um, at, at 131 West 86th Street, uh, the 10th floor of the Jewish Center, where MJE's headquarters is based. And uh, it's a happy hour slash book launch. It starts at 6 o'clock. My, uh, I'll be getting up and speaking at about 7.30. Um, and it's also a charity drive. 
because one of the other messages in the book is giving. We always think that happiness comes from getting, but Judaism teaches happiness comes long-term, beyond the instant, uh, takes place when you give. So it's a giving event. Some of the proceeds are going to some of the local charities. We're, we're teaming up with three or four other uh, tzedakot, and uh, who will be present there representing their respective uh, organizations, JASA for senior citizens, Heart for Israel, brings kids from African countries to Israel for oh, yeah. life. We've interviewed them, sure. Surgeries. Right. Yeah, they're unbelievable. So we're doing all that together. That's one way of getting the book. The other way, if you can't make it, is just to go on Amazon.com, order the book, and if you like it, give me a nice review. That's appreciated. Um, it is uh, Beyond the Instant. You can just Google it, Amazon.com. All right, Mark Wilde's Beyond the Instant. By the way, one last point. I believe it was in your book that I read, and I thought this was brilliant, on the subject of charity. Because, and I can't get into the details now. We're way over time. But because of the way that relationships work today, including marriages, because of the way things work today, uh, and the independence that is, again, you know, so much more incorporated into marriage today than it ever was in, in past history, You've said one of the best things that a couple can do is work on a charity project together. Am I right that it was you who said 100%, that? 100%. 100%. Be a relationship, of- uh, a husband and wife relationship whose only focus is making the other happy is never going to make it in the long run. They have to do something for others. That's why having children, raising a family, right. is so important, not just for procreation and, and perpetuity, um, and, and le- having a legacy, it's helpful for the relationship that the couple is giving to something beyond themselves, their children, and if it's not their children or in, in addition to their children, it's to a cause in which they believe. And I always like to say this, this can help with the Shidduch crisis. I really believe this, that a couple, when they get the first uh, 48 months of their marriage, uh, 24 months of their marriage, I said actually, two years, they should be fixing other couples up because they're right. in the age where they know other people, they could be doing that, and that's so rewarding to be able to help people meet others. Right. Well, I, I thought that was a great idea, uh, incorporating some type of uh, worthwhile project in one's marriage that could be worked on during spare time, down to, even when you have kids, there's still downtime, spare time, time they're away, et cetera, et cetera, uh, is, is a brilliant idea, I thought. So, yes, call for mentioning that. People want to read about it, can see it in the book. It's Beyond the Instant. Rabbi Mark Wilds, get it on Amazon. A week from tonight, you're invited to the Jewish Center, 131 West 86th Street at 6 p.m. The party, the big lunch party and book release uh, celebration begins. Rabbi Wilds, of course, will address the crowd one week from tonight at that event. I take this opportunity to wish you a ketivava chatimatava, shana tova, uh, and uh, it's really uh, your heartwarming words about um, uh, Benjamin Siegel are uh, much appreciated. <laughs> and I really hope I, 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 re- I really hope I that you, I really hope that you and him and everybody that's involved in MJE has a very very productive high holiday season, and that more and more of the Jewish mm-hmm. souls we spoke about are able to uh, explore their uh, spirituality and holiness because of your work. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Nachum. Should be a ketiva v'chatimatova to you and to your family and to all of your great listeners and fans. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. Right, Mark Wilds. Love having him on. He's got a great brand new book. It's an easy read, by the way, folks. This is not, you know, this is not uh, a 500 pages. Uh, it's uh, 130 pages, and it's every page has worthwhile material on it, and uh, uh, much of it, as you heard, uh, were the topics we discussed during this conversation. More coming up, 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. You are listening to JM in the AM.
עולם חדש ראיתי עם אור של גאולם. וכל הדמעות מכל הדורות הפכו לשמחה גדולה. עולם חדש ראיתי בלי מלחמות אדם. וכל האויבים נהיו אוהבים חיילים השבים לביתם. מתי זה יהיה? מתי זה יבוא? הלוואי בקרוב, די לצרות, תן עוד כוח לבכות. מתי נתעורר לעולם המושלם? מתי? זה יגיע בסוף, אמן בקרוב, אחר כלא. I look at the world around me People in pain surround me the day when it all goes away when the worries and fears are erased where the broken hearts are mended and the miracles never end where children run free all the nations find peace and the world is a happy place oh when will it be
J.M. in the A.M. That's Ohad. As listener Terry suggested, good suggestion, play an Ohad wedding song. That's Tfilat Ta'av in honor of Simcha and Chana Semanowitz. They are the brand new married couple. Uh, Queen 66 writes on our app, Mazda of the Simcha and Chana on their new lives as husband and wife. And it was a pleasure being there last night. Our entitled by Marcus Joe with Yisrael Lamb, Ohad, Yummy Loey. 
Uh, just an amazing orchestra and a great celebration and a pleasure to be there with Ram Caterers at uh, the uh, Old Westbury Hebrew Congregation. They do a beautiful job each and every time, and the Samanowitz family was just uh, uh, in a, a total simcha mode, as you would expect, and it was just a great and wonderful celebration. JM and AM on this Wednesday with 80 degrees, mostly sunny, and a high, believe it or not, 97 here in the New York area. My gosh. Reminder that the United Hatzalah concert happens in Israel, in Binyanei Haoma with Yaakov, excuse me, with Yaakov Shweki. United Hatzalah of Israel invites you to be part of the Yaakov Shweki Mordechai Shapiro concert on Thursday, Cholomoed, beginning at 7.30 p.m. at the Binyanei Haoma International Convention Center in Jerusalem. Information, very easy, concertinisrael.com. ConcertInIsrael.com. Can't get much easier than that. ConcertInIsrael.com. Also, I remind you that our friends at Hershey Park are going to be having a Wednesday, late Wednesday, and full day Thursday Cholamoid celebrations going on at Hershey. LancasterSukkot.com. LancasterSukkot.com for information on that. So a lot of events coming up as we get closer and closer to these events. We will continue to update you here at the JM in the AM. More coming up at the moment. This is a um, this is a selection from Yoni Z and his brand new album at JM in the AM.
down the highway of life Give me five, my friend Here we are, we're together again And remembering when we met All the games, all the jokes that we laughed At the pain that we shared And we knew that no matter what came Our bond would remain the same I can travel down any road Cause I know that I'm not alone I've got my friends and their loyalty I've got my friends who always see the best in me I've got my friends every step of the way My friends have helped to shape the man I am J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning. Friends, the brand new single from Mordechai Shapiro. Before that, you heard Yoni Z with Manasseh. Well, the last time that we interacted with Uri Schwartz, who is the Director of Resource Development at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem, there are two things I can tell you about the last time that we interacted. Number one, Mayor Kay had the run of the hospital. <laughs> In, in every which way, shape, and form. If those of you who remember the Kosher Halftime Show of 2018 know exactly what I mean. But more importantly for Uri, he was the point man uh, as um, 
a large number of medical personnel were demanding that our group, led by Mayor Kay and actually filming the Kosher Halftime Show in the hospital itself, quiet down a bit. And he was a very important point man in that entire system, I can tell you that much. Uri Schwartz, Director of Resource Development, Shari Tzedek Medical Center. Shalom and welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom and good morning, and we can still hear the echo from your last visit here with Mayor Kay. I'm sure that the doctors feel that way. I'm sure they oh, still yeah. hear it. Uh, you, you, at some point, you basically revealed to us that if we would have gone on another 10 minutes, the jig would have been up. It would have been all over. That there was no way you could fend off the medical personnel any longer. You remember that? I certainly remember that, and you should remember we are a medical center, and we've got a lot of patients here, unfortunately. That's true. And we, they do deserve some peace and quiet from time to time. Yeah, they didn't expect a concert or an entire production going on as they were uh, Correct. As they were recovering from uh, all the But it things. was a great experience, it was a positive experience, and it's an experience that we, I would say we would never forget. You know that the uh, as... It was an amazingly fun experience, and I think all of that came through in the video to our viewers around the world. But I don't think, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, I don't I don't know of any other hospital that would have allowed it. I don't know of any other hospital that would have cooperated. I don't know of any other hospital that would be you know, proud of the production, frankly. You, you guys are unique in that way. I think if we would have known what was involved, we wouldn't probably have allowed it either. <laughs> but but we are now happy and proud that we took part of this uh, very, very um, important production. And uh, I think that it showed a, a really showed who we are and what we are and, and what we are proud of. No question about it. Uri Schwartz is with us, Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. So uh, as opposed to uh, the week that we were there, I hope this has been a relatively quiet summer but no doubt one of great advancement it is it seems like every time you turn around the hospital is either leading some new research project or coming up with some new innovation in the world of medicine what's what have the last few months been like at Charit Sedek? Well, it's an understatement. I was away for three days last week, and when I came back, I sort of I walked into the wrong to the wrong hospital. Wow. Things are changing here rapidly. We are developing in an enormous pace, uh, and the truth is that the latest addition to the charitetic family has nothing to do with research or with medicine. But we have lately opened a shopping mall. Uh, with some very nice eateries and some shops with all the necessary things needed for people who are either patients or relatives uh, who are uh, who are catering for patients, uh, and it's it's a completely different ball game. I've been around here for uh, 28 years plus in this building, and I must say that it. It, the building has changed totally because of this little shopping mall. And for those of us who know what it's like to spend hours and hours with loved ones in hospitals, I could say that uh, that it, you cannot overstate how important that is. People may not look at it as a medical addition, but as you said, it's such an important and vital addition to the hospital. Absolutely. It's food for the soul. Yeah, no question about it. Uri Schwartz is with us from Israel. Um, each year, it seems that Shari Tzedek announces, I don't know, a new facility, a new program, a new direction, uh, something that, uh, you know, shows us just how, um, uh, just how, uh, um, uh, how, um, uh, up to date they are and state of the art they are when it comes to the world of medicine. Anything special now as we start 5779 that the hospital is undertaking? 
Absolutely. What we will see, first of all, we have at the moment uh, probably the biggest hole in the city uh, as we are building our new uh, cancer center. And the first part of that is uh, radiotherapy. At the moment, the hole in the ground is uh, the equivalent to 13 floors down. We will soon reach the the Chinese probably if we continue. Uh, But uh, I've been told that this is the biggest building hole in 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 the grounds of Jerusalem at least uh, so we are obviously very excited about that besides uh, giving us the uh, much needed radiotherapy and, and cancer center will also give us uh, 800 more parking spots which obviously also is a very welcome addition to the medical center no besides that we will open uh, during the coming year uh, a new dialysis department, a new urology department, uh, a new cardi- cardiac rehabilitation center, uh, j- just to mention a few of the additions that we are working on at the moment. Uh, and uh, the truth is that, as it's been for the last few years, wherever you are in the building, you hear uh, building noises, uh, noises of expansions and upgrading. What's the timetable on the cancer center? Uh, well, it depends very much on, on, on donations, but the first, the first part of it, the radiotherapy center, is scheduled to open at the second half of 2020. It sounds, it sounds far, a long time from now, but it's only in two years. Yeah. Has the Jewish community of the United States been behind uh, that project? Uh, absolutely, but friends from all over the world has helped us in in getting uh, funds for this, uh, and um, we have secured some major donations, uh, which enabled me to believe that we would be right on schedule when I say that this will open in around two years from now. And just the list that you went through, it seems like every department has new stuff going on. Like every department has new has new goals for the brand new year. Absolutely, and those departments who haven't a goal for this year, they have either been upgraded or rebuilt during the last few years or will be rebuilt in the coming years. Uh, So there is never a dull moment here. Uh, It's really incredible to see how our numbers of uh, how things, how the the confidence that that the people of Jerusalem have in, in, in this hospital, our numbers are going up, not only on deliveries, which obviously we're very happy about, but unfortunately also um, people coming in need of our medical services and, and our emergency services. Also those numbers are still on an increase, uh, which means that the people of Jerusalem still have faith in us, and that's what's made us into the biggest hospital today in Jerusalem. Amazing. I'm surprised you even have the space to... Uh uh, to build a new cancer center, but that is happening right on your campus. No, you're not. You're, it's not one of these things where it's going to be an affiliate or a satellite no. part of the hospital. It's literally going to be on your campus. It's going to be on our campus, but you're right when you are mentioning that we have satellites because, uh, first of all, we have a downtown right. uh, medical center with the formerly known as Bikur Cholim, which right. is our uh, downtown center. And besides that, we have now also a very important uh, sports center named uh, after Heidi Rothberg, and that is in the arena next to the Teddy Stadium, right. uh, where we have sports medicine, uh, and people come from all over 
over Israel, we were fortunate enough to secure the services of Professor Nama Constantini, who is known as the top sports physician in this country. Just to give you an example, she was in charge of the Maccabea Games when they were here from the medical point, when Giro d'Italia had their uh, cycling uh, uh, races here in Israel earlier this summer. She was in charge of the medical side. So she's really the number one medical uh, sports doctor in this country. And uh, she is also in charge of our Rosberg Sports Center. Pretty amazing. Uh, people don't even realize that that's happening in Yerushalayim and it's happening under your auspices. Very, very cool. Absolutely. And the advances in that department are simply remarkable. Those of us who follow sports especially know that. Uh, Uri Schwartz is with us. He is uh, at Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. He is their director of uh, resource development. And Uri, I take this opportunity, and I'm sure you'll convey this message to Professor Halevi and to everybody that we love over there at Shari Tzedek, uh, to wish you a uh, Shana Tovah Metuka. Uh, this audience, as you know, has always felt a special kinship and affinity for Shari Tzedek Medical Center, and the majority of the audience is 6,000 miles away. So that must be a heartwarming feeling for you. Absolutely, and it was also my pleasure to wish all your listeners a Shana Tova. May be a year of good health. May you never need our services, neither here or, or, or our, our sister hospitals over, over your part of the world. Uh, may it really be Shnat Briut, a year only of good things, of happy things, and of healthy things. Amen. And if we come up with a really interesting uh, celebratory concept, should we bring it to your attention this year or leave it to ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> we always open for good ideas, but uh, keep keep our good friend Mayor K far away because he's he's a dynamo, he's a hurricane, and uh, and uh, it's hard to keep up with his incredible pace. He's, he's he's just fantastic. Agreed. You you and I have an understanding. Tadaraba and shalatova to you. Uri Schwartz, Shari Tzedek Medical Center. He will convey. That message of a happy, healthy, sweet new year to all the wonderful people at Shari Tzedek. And, of course, I thank him. And he, that's a pretty funny thing. Keep Mayor Kay far away from the hospital. <laughs> it sort of reminds me of when Mayor Kay was covered in paint after the paint fight. And he begged the emergency room to let him shower there and get clean. And they, absolutely not. They, are not. they are not allowing it. We are keeping him far away from this facility. B believe me, they were in the right, folks. I'm not, I'm not at all criticizing them. It was just a funny moment. JM in the AM at 13 minutes before 9 o'clock. Shabbat Shalom. 
J.M. in the A.M. Does that count for a Hasidic Nigun? I think so. That should count for a Hasidic Nigun for Chai El, right? I believe so. Ufaratsda done by um, Rogers Park. Solomon Brothers before that with the brand new single Shoshana here at the J.M. in the A.M. Um, plenty coming up, as you would suspect. It is a Wednesday after all, bite size with uh, Yoni Pollock. That'll be on between 9 and 11. At 11 a.m., it's live lunchtime. That means Avrami's going to be in studio, and he'll be uh, presenting a great live lunch broadcast. Make sure to be tuned in all day long. You'll be glad you did. Michal Przanski wraps up a Wednesday for us at JM in the AM.
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JM. The AM Bite Size with Yoni Pollock is next. Live lunch with Avrami. Starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in. Tomorrow we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you. Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.